Hello to everyone tuning in to the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Sharing space and time with us today is a man who perfectly represents what embodiment can look like in our lives when we choose to move into and love the aspects of ourselves that may challenge us. He is an incredible coach, having helped numerous individuals take back their power through language work, emotional healing, and business assistance, is an amazing father of two beautiful girls who are his top priority in life and his source of joy, and is a man dedicated to listening to his heart in order to not only reach his potential, but to also be able to use that connection to love through his heart, to infect each person, place, and thing he comes into contact with, with life force energy. Please help me in welcoming my man, Kelly Jostin, to the show. Kelly, welcome, my man. What's up? Right. What's up, man? How are you? Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. man. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great, man. You know, we were catching up briefly before we started hitting the record button about how awesome our lives are going and how we're flowing with ease and grace, man. And, you know, when I think about meeting you and uh, just how much of a force you are, right, like a calm Buddha force, I really think about the journey you must have gone through to get here. And so I love starting out the episodes by giving the listeners a little background on who you are and how you got to the spot you are today. So with that, I'd love if you could hop into like just a little bit of your journey, you know, the high points, you know, maybe some of the challenges you've gone through and where you're at right now and what you're most excited about in your development as of right now. Yeah, definitely. The high visual, you know, going from individual who served in the in the United States Marine Corps for four years and then getting out and having that loss of community, that loss of that purpose and traveling through life and really not able, you know, I'm, I'm adrift. There's a boat adrift on a river. I was taking me to nowhere. I was hitting swells after swells after swells. And uh, through that journey, there's always something more. Like I got, I got married. I had a family. I had the white picket fence. I had the house, the cars, everything. And it just wasn't where my heart fully was. I was lying to myself. And in lying to myself, I wasn't able to be there for my girls as best as I could. And so I was able to partake in a beautiful plant medicine ceremony uh, down in San Diego. And I received the part of my soul back during that ceremony as my maternal grandparents passed down a child, this angelic golden aura child looking like Hercules from the Disney movie. And I, I received that child and I was caring for it just as I did my own two girls when they were born. And I looked down and it was me as a child. Mm. I was holding myself and that stuck with me. And I came home to the chaos of everyday life, of being a father, being a husband, and still trying to integrate everything and not being able to fully integrate what was taking place and what took place and where my purpose was. And then I went out to Burning Man, went out to Burning Man for a week and had just an absolute beautiful, beautiful burn. And once again, it just opened my heart space even more. And I came home and that's when I told the mother of my children at the time that I didn't want to be married anymore, that I knew I wasn't showing up the best way I could as a person, as a husband, as a father, and that I needed to take 
time for myself and I need to venture forward and really do the inner work for myself. And that was such a pivotal time of my life of working through the divorce and really doing the work, the inner work for myself so I could show up better as a co-parent, as a, as a father, as a brother, as a son, as a friend. And it was hard. It's still hard being able to listen to your heart and know that what your heart is saying and what your heart is pointing in the direction, you don't know where that's going or where that's going to lead to. You're just trusting yourself and trusting their heart. And I am eternally grateful for the mother of my children and how she showed up and how we showed up for each other. Because right after our divorce, the pandemic hit. <laughs> and I lost two jobs in 12 hours. And I was able then to really have the time and commit myself to showing up for my girls, showing up for the mother of my children and being there for them through that time and not worried about, oh, I have to go like just that, that drive that kind of keep up uh, with everything going around. It was like, no, the world stopped. And I'm so grateful that the world stopped because it allowed me to dive into training camp for the soul and do that inner work and begin peeling back the layers and finding where I was and who I was and what were my limiting beliefs and how I could better show up for the mother of my children and then for the, my two girls. And how, how am I showing up each and every day for my girls? And how do I show up continuously for myself? Am I the best person each and every day for them, for me, and for everyone else that I encounter? Because we all have shit. We all have gross, nasty bits that we don't want to look at. And that allowed me to sit with the stuck. So then I can now stand with the winds and, and celebrate those winds. Mm. You know, until we are able to really sit down and have that silence with ourselves, we can't stand with the winds. We can't really celebrate those winds. Because some of those winds, for me, is how I showed up after the divorce and how I continue to show up and continue to show up and developed a, a great partnership. And we said this to each other is like, we have a better relationship now than we did during close to a 10 year marriage. Like our communication is so much better is because I chose myself finally and who I am as a person and who I want to be as a person and who I believe I am as a person rather than this, this model of behavior that I was, that I learned from growing up. Wow, man, that was such a beautiful way to describe what you've gone through. And really like, it's funny because, you know, you mentioned the pandemic and it seems like it's been 10 years, right? Since that started, you know, and it's, yeah. you know, it's like, mm -hmm. and a lot of that, I feel like, because we had so much room for silence, right? I mean, how many days before the pandemic just went through and it felt like 10 minutes, you know, and, and it reminds me of like what kids can teach us, right? I'm sure your girls have taught you this too, that 
you know, when you're actually in the unknown, right? That's when you can really live because every single thing is new. The smells are new. The feelings are new. The thoughts are new, right? And so many of us, myself included for many years, get stuck into routines and structure. And of course, that's what the masculine can bring, right? But as you and I both know, going through TCS, that structure can run amok. And a lot of things can get into there that come from programming, from our parents, from people that have our best interest at heart, but are also coming from their own experience, right? And so what a gift it is to your daughters for you to have gone through TCS at such a pivotal age for them. Because moving forward, I mean, you're going to allow them to blossom into whatever it is they want to be, right? Mm -hmm. And you're there to support Mm -hmm. them. But rather than come from fear, right? False evidence appearing real, you're going to be able to come from a place of love and know that like, hey, whatever you guys want to do, I got you, right? Like I can take care of Mm -hmm. you, you know? I'm here to support you when you need, but I'm also here to give you room to grow when you need that, right? Because that Mm -hmm. is something I feel a lot of parents miss on. And a couple of things that came up for me that I wrote down were many times I know I have, uh, and I imagine, you know, you, what you were talking about too, we lie to ourselves. You know, we, we tell ourselves things are okay when they're not. We tell ourselves that, no, we're doing the things we're supposed to do, right? This marriage works yep. for me, you know, this, this job mm-hmm. works for me, et cetera. And until we take that time for ourselves, right, which I agree with you, I choose to look at this pandemic as the biggest gift I have ever received, Right. I started highly optimized a month before the pandemic hit, right? So it gave me ample time to really experiment, right? And it also created a real big healing crisis for humanity at large, right? Because now a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't be interested in health or whatever, they'd be too busy, right? Like they just, their lives are going fast. Mm -hmm. They then had time to think, right? And the main challenge was this health scare, right? And so- it really did a lot of good, I feel, for the coaching community because now people are aware that like, hey, this vessel, right, that we get to experience life in really matters, right? And it's not just about having six-pack abs or going to the gym every day. It's like, what are you doing for your emotions, for your mental state, for your spirituality, right? You mentioned the unknown, right? And I think about it this way, right? So many of us, again, I'll include myself in this, you know, I've, I've experienced anxiety for quite a long time. And so the unknown got me nervous a lot, right? It made me very scared, very fearful. Yet the way I like to look at it is, would you watch a movie if you knew the ending to it? Maybe, Mm -hmm. right. But you wouldn't, you know, you'd kind of know what already happened, right? In that sense, you can channel the unknown into something that's actually fun. And so that's an analogy I like to use for people when they're scared of the unknown, because yeah, the unknown is scary, right? But really what is known, even if you have the house, the job, the car is like the Absolutely. marriage, it's still all unknown. A meteor could hit it's the earth tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's unknown. Yeah. And it's like you, you ask yourself and you continue to ask yourself, is that true? Is this true? Mm-hmm. Is this true? Mm-hmm. And what I enjoy is identifying what the fear is. Mm. And leaning into that fear and leaning into that place of unknown and that place of uncomfortable action, because that's where the action needs to be placed and the focus needs to be placed. Yes. Is identifying what that fear is and what is that? Is it, is it a limiting belief that you have or is it what's on the other side of that? Yes. And, and telling yourself, are you safe? Am I safe? Yeah. I'm, I'm safe. I'm good. I'm breathing. I still got my breath. And it's just leaning into that fear of what may or may not happen, whether that's leaving a job, leaving a relationship, you know, raising children. I mean, that's an everyday fear. 
Like, <laughs> am, I do, am, am I doing right by them? Or am I creating more generational trauma by what I'm doing or not doing? Yes. And so as a father, as a parent, you really must lean into that fear each and every day and come from that place of love and support. And children are so empathetic and just they are more in touch with their bodies and they still have that spirit about them. And you want to nurture that. You want to have that a part of yourself because if you're unable to, then you just, you just, you're just setting them up for failure and setting them up for the same mistakes that you made. And so, yeah, as you said, love and support the children and how they, how they operate and really finding yourself as a child and how you want to work and how you want just to play and that idea of play. And so the, the pandemic, yeah, eternally grateful because I was able to go on walks with my girls, you know, on that old saying, stop and smell the roses. We'd stop and smell every single bush and plant because we have the time. There was nowhere to go. And to continue that to today, it's like, I'm going to take my girls to school. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk them to school. And we're going to stop and smell different roses. We're going to play with pill bugs. And it's, it's having those experiences and continuing those experiences as a parent that is so important and critical. For, for me because I'm still listening to my heart and yeah job's going to be there sure a role is going to be there and it's still going to be there but what I do have right now is the time with my children I have the present and I can't focus on what happened in the past I can't focus on what may happen in the future I have right now this moment Yes. And we'll never get that back, right? Like right now we're podcasting. We'll never have this moment back, right? Right after I say these words, they're gone, right? They're gone. They're gone. And you know, it's funny. I know you've taken a lifted, so I'm sure Mark's told you this one or a thousand times, but you know, if you laugh at the devil, he will run away because Mm -hmm. what is the devil in most cases? It's false evidence appearing real, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's these projected outcomes that may or may not be real. And Like the question I ask my clients when they go through different things like this is, have you ever ended up in a situation where you've died and not been able to come back? And they're like, well, no, because I'm standing right here. I'm like, okay, so what are you afraid of? You've obviously always been able to step up to the plate when the plate has called you, right? And so what are you afraid of now? And I love that. Yeah. 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 It's everyone has fear, right? And everyone Mm -hmm. has something. Everyone has like butterflies surrounding them, but it, then you're able to move forward and move past that and be like, okay, here's what's really happening. And once you identify those butterflies, that's the good. That's the good of it. Mm-hmm. Whether something bad is going to happen or something good is going to happen, you don't know, but you found those butterflies. Dance with those butterflies. Dance have, with the butterflies. Have fun with them, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's funny you mentioned that too, because one of the things I thought of was that we're so much more alike than we are different. And mm-hmm. our fears are, are, are an opportunity for us to come with vulnerability, which vulnerability is strength, right? That's like something I talked about with Danny in the last uh, episode mm-hmm. for uh, the Psychedelic Podcast is, you know, really why vulnerability is strength is because it's accepting, yeah, I'm actually willing to look at mm-hmm. the things that I'm scared of rather than run from them, right? Yeah. And think about it this way, right? Yeah. 
for many people that might not have done like the development work or whatever, if you run from a workout instead of doing it, right, we'll talk about fitness because that meets a lot of people where they are. Are you strong or are you weak, right? And weak might yeah. be a bad term, but, you know, just like roll with the punches here. But like, you know, are you strong or are you weak? Well, you ran from something that scared you. So it's actually weak, right? Whereas if you said, yeah, you know what? I'm really scared of today's workout. You know, I'm really not feeling like going too hard. Then then what you can do is go, you know what? Maybe today's the day I honor my body. Yeah. And I go to the gym to just foam roll. I go there to relax. I go there to stretch and really tune into my body, right? And so therefore, vulnerability yeah. becomes strength, you know? What we're skating around here that, you know, I feel is so worth mentioning is that there's two ways to look at life. Either it happens for us or to us, right? And one allows us all the power, right? Life happens for us is accepting that whatever happens, whether bad or good, right? Bad in quotations, because what even is bad? But regardless yeah. of what, right? Like whatever happens to us, we are in control of creating uh, an outcome from there, right? When it happens to us, we are the victim right? We are unable to control life. And it's woe is me. Everything is happening to me. I have no control over my life, right? And yeah. again, we are the creator. So anyone listening, you get to choose what reality you wake up into every day, right? And and that's to say, if you're 80 years old right now, or 90 or even 100, right? And yeah. you've lived every day waking up thinking life is happening to you, it's still not late, not too late to start waking up tomorrow mm -hmm. and saying life is happening for me. It's never too yeah. late, right? And that's something that I fell into is like, yeah. oh, you know, like I'm already this age, I can't do this now. Bullshit, you know, yeah. those are all stories, right? And stories yeah. are meant to be changed and improved, you know? Absolutely. And I'm in that same vein, Ryan, is the ideal of vulnerability is a strength. And mm. for 38 plus years of my life, you know, 30 years, I, I hid something. I, I hid the fact that I was molested as a child. Mm. Like I didn't, I didn't tell anyone. Mm. I didn't tell my parents. Mm. And it wasn't until I found the love of myself and the strength of myself. And there's always that, you know, those questions like, Oh, like this happened to me. Like I was molested. This is why, Oh, I had to go into the hyper masculine space of the military or, you know, oh, this is why I wasn't able to really maintain a good relationship with many people, especially women, because I was trying to, you know, project that, oh, I am this hyper-masculine individual. And not until going through TCS and really finding myself and really peeling back the layers, like, you know what, that happened. And that happened for a reason. And that's why I, I shared that, because it is recognizing that. That is my story. And yeah, it happened. And it happened for a reason. I'm going to share that. Because things of that nature, trauma happens to any and all of us on many different levels. Whether that's big trauma or small trauma, trauma happens. And it's taking control of that trauma and control of that story surrounding the trauma and pivoting it to a strength and being vulnerable about it. And be like, yeah, yep, I was molested. And I'm going to share that story mm -hmm. in hopes that someone else is able to share their story mm -hmm. and speak in a different light about their story and be able to rearrange the story of that hurt and sadness and anger and be able to share their absolute feelings and open their heart in their heart space. Like, this is who I am. And yes, I was molested. It doesn't make me the person I am. And it's not Kelly person who was molested. Was like, <laughs> I'm Kelly. Yeah. And that's who I am. And that's it. 
so yeah, absolutely. Having that vulnerability is the strength of being able to speak directly from the heart. And the same butterflies we talked about, those butterflies happen when you start speaking from your heart space. Mm, yes. And listening to your heart and be like, okay, this is going to be hard to say. This is going to be difficult to say. And you just share what you have to share. And if you're authentic and you're honest and transparent with yourself and others, it comes across that way. And it doesn't come across as being inauthentic and just talking out your ass. It's the true heart connection of like, I care and adore and love everything about you, the person I'm talking to and staring eye to eye to that human face and listening to them and what they have to share and being able to love and support one another on this wild river called life. Dude. I love that, man. And you bring up something really fun there that I would love to dive into, which is, you know, as someone who is extremely good at the idea of holding space, right? And we'll get into like, you know, I'll have you define what you think that means to you, but also being a good listener, right? So, you know, as a two-part question, you know, how would you define holding space, which is really what we're describing there with, you know, being able to be fully present with someone. And I know before I really like understood what that was. And, and for anyone listening, the best way to understand it is to have the direct experience yourself, right? But for if you're in a car in traffic right now, you can't experience it yourself. So we're going to describe it the best we can. But I'd love if you could dive into what it like, first of all, what holding space is, what it takes from each individual to even be able to have the opportunity to hold space, right? Have the, have the ability to hold space. And then therefore what it takes to be a good listener, right? Like is listening simply like being able to hear the words coming out of someone, someone's mouth, or does it go deeper than that for you? I'd love to hear that. So presence for me and holding space, right? It comes down to having a strong core, a strong root, you know, where you stand Mm. and having the openness of your heart space in your chest very similar to a nice big oak tree strong strong root strong core but at the top of that canopy you're so wide open you can move with ease and grace of what comes at you and you can let things go and move through that canopy that aren't yours and you can provide cover and shade for anyone that needs to connect with your root while they're experiencing their own and then for listening is asking questions and being open to what the response may be is listening for me is, are you listening to say something back or are you listening to actually hear what they're saying and being able to take in what they're saying, sit with it, breathe on it and repeat it back to them, confirm and clarify. This is what I heard. Is that accurate? This is what I heard. Is that true? Is not putting your own projections and thoughts on what they were saying. It's taking what they are saying in fully, letting it resonate in your heart space, and then repeating it back to them for them to clarify. So the statements are accurate mm-hmm. and you're aligned in what the topic of conversation or discussion is. That's that's listening to me, brother. I love that. And it lines up perfectly with something I've been really like, you know, ruminating on, which is when someone is having a conversation with you, right? Regardless of what it is, right? Whether it's something deep or it's just like someone's telling you about their day or whatever, 
the idea, right, of a conversation in my in 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 the way I see it is understanding with them, right? Not about them. Mm-hmm. Two people are having a conversation in some way, shape, or form to understand life together better, right? And it's funny because what kind of conversation styles do most people get into? It's basically either a one-upping. I'll show you my toy uh, and then you show me yours. And they're like, oh, my toy is better, you know, because of this. And it's unconscious, right? Like, you know, I did this for a long time and Mm -hmm. was totally not aware of it until I started getting into self-development and went through training camp and lifted and realized like, oh, you know, I think I'm only listening to hear what I'm going to say next, right? And it's it's funny because, you know, I firmly believe we all have the best of intentions, right? But again, it's like no one ever taught me this, right? And I'll speak for myself, right? And most of us, unless we're homeschooled by a very wise parent, are not hearing about this, right? Because like we were talking about earlier, our parents are putting things on us that are from their best interest, but it also comes from their traumatized experience many times, right? I mean, you think about what school is, I mean, we're literally answering the bells. We're meant to be factory workers, right? Like these whole like ideas. And so, you know, that whole idea of understanding with someone, not about them has really like really allowed me to come deeper into listening, right? And understand and understand what listening actually is, right? It's allowing someone to become a mirror for your own experience, right? Because we are all one, right? We are all one omniscient being experiencing itself in seven and a half billion different realities, right? I mean, God, Mm -hmm. countless realities, if you consider everything is alive on earth, but Mm -hmm. let's just talk about humans, seven and a half billion different realities, seven and a half different billion, uh, you know, experiences of what life can be and can look like. And this brings up something I really wanted to chat with you about, which is the idea of leading by example. And the power that comes when you lead by example. And we talked about vulnerability, right? You talking about how you were molested is now going to give someone else the power to say, yeah, you know what? That doesn't make up who I am. And you know what? I'm maybe not happy about it, but you know, I can own it and say, you know what? That's fine. That happened for me, right? Even if I don't know the reason, even if I never know the reason, I choose to make it happen for me, right? And so I'm curious, you know, what you feel the power is behind leading by example and maybe a way that someone could do that that's listening that might be like an intro way, right? Before jumping fully into the deep end, maybe something they could do. I mean, you've already talked about it with your example, maybe like an expansion on that or something like that. Yeah, yeah, lead by example. I mean, there's so many different ways we can. And as a father, I lead by example each and every day. And it's leading by example of what I'm putting into my body, how I'm showing up for myself. Am I taking care of myself? How I talk to myself, how I talk about others. It's There's so many little examples um, and ways that you can lead by example, especially as a parent. And then that just translates into any other type of relationship. How are you talking about me being a divorced father? How am I talking about the mother of my children to others? Am I denigrating that person? Am I demeaning her and her experience? Or do I put her still on the pedestal that she is? Because she gave me the greatest gift, gifts that I've ever received in my entire life. And that's, that is a simple way of leading by example. Is choosing your words wisely and letting those words resonate deeply from your heart. And because in my experience, in our culture, especially as a man, a divorced man, it's very easy for us to fall into that trap of demeaning and denigrating mothers, whether that's surrounding child support or a living situation 
or anything else. But as a father, we made that choice to bring children into the world. We have to continue to show up for them, whether that's through our actions or words or financial support. Mm. We continue each and every day to show up for those children. And another way to also lead by example, and I've said it, I think three or four times already, is how are you talking about the mother of your children? Mm. How are you talking about that relationship? Yes. The mother of my children is a beautiful woman, absolute beautiful human being. And I love her and I support her and I want to see her succeed. Because if she succeeds, that means my girls succeed. I succeed. We're all still a family unit. No matter what may have happened between the two of us, we are still a family unit. So for the men out there, it's really showing up no matter what happened. Whether she cheated on you, whether you cheated on her, whether it was just a lost relationship, it went just however it happened, that is still the mother you're changing. Mm. So you need to lead by example for everyone involved. Yes. Yeah, man, that was beautifully said. And, you know, it comes at such a great time for masculinity, you know, because the word that is most associated with masculinity is toxic. And mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. feel that is completely fucked up. But I also see how that came to be, right? Like, I'm not saying there's no reason that word should be thrown around. I see it, yeah. right? Yet mm-hmm. it does not represent yeah. every man in the world. And I feel as though it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a perfect example of how sometimes the loudest people get noticed the most, right? And typically the loudest mm-hmm. people are living in men's bodies, right? And yeah, 100%. Yeah. I like to replace toxic with wounded. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Like, what's your translation for toxic, right? And what do you feel is going on in this wounded masculinity? Like, talk about some of the the, the challenges that you found men fall into. You've already talked about some with like mothers of children, yeah. uh, you know, marriages, things like that. Mm-hmm. But what are some other examples of, you know, how the masculine can become wounded and therefore become mm-hmm. what society considers, quote unquote, toxic? Yeah. And, you know, Ryan, the idea of toxic and what that is, like men are taught and shown that we're allowed to have two emotions, (laughs) (laughs) anger and aggression. That's, that's about it. Yes. And from that place is like, when things are happening to you, whether you want to cry or be happy or sad, you're you're taught not to cry. Mm -hmm. Boys don't cry. Boys don't cry. Mm -hmm. But in fact, like the, some of the most, transformational shifts I've had is when I just let it fucking go and crying there on the floor by myself and just feeling everything and releasing all of it. And so that is feeling your emotions. Like men feel your emotions and what that is and speak into that. Mm-hmm. And if, if something's going on in your life for fuck's sake, say something's going on in your life and be like, I need help. Yes. Because as men, we're just like, no, I'm good. I can do it on my own. Nope. Lone wolf. It. Lone wolf mentality. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's not really a lone wolf. It's a wolf pack. Yeah. Right? And you're stronger with the pack. And it's being honest and open with everyone involved in that pack. Like, this is where I'm at. This, these are my struggles. Mm-hmm. 
and it's not even asking for support or for them to be figured out for you. It's bringing awareness around your struggles and just bringing awareness around your struggle and what you're going through is going to bring light and answers to you because you're putting that out into the world and pretty soon divine universe is going to start showing you answers. And so it's being able to put that out into the world. Like this is where I am. These are my struggles right now. And no, I don't feel like drinking. No, I don't feel like fighting. No, I don't feel like fucking. I don't feel like doing anything but sitting here in stillness and feeling everything that's going through my body. Mm-hmm. Whether that's crying or laughter or sadness. Or, you know what? Yeah, maybe I just want to yell and scream into a pillow. But I'm going to do it from a place of learning. And I'm going to do it from a place of deep resonance within my heart and not just trying to drink it away, fuck it away. Mm-hmm. You're with your emotions. And so going from toxic to wounded and saying, you know what? These are my pains. These are what they are. May I have your support in these. And I'm bringing this to awareness to my years back. So we can then all grow together and grow stronger and create a beautiful community of strength and harmony rather than trying to operate in a place of loneliness and hurt. You know, it's, it's funny too, because the cosmic giggle of all of this is that bliss is any emotion felt all the way through, right? As Joseph Campbell famously says. So like one of the big aha moments I had going through TCS and all this stuff is like, Oh, that which I avoided is actually the most potent medicine. And I had this really interesting download during a big mushroom tea, right? Where I hadn't cried in God over 10 years, like at all. Like it just, I would feel it come on and something like unconsciously would just stop it. Right. I I couldn't figure out. It was so quick that I couldn't figure out, wait, what the fuck just did that? You know, like, so I'm sitting there during a mushroom tea. Uh, Rachel's next to me and she's off in her own world, you know, doing her own thing. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking out loud as if she's listening. She's not even hearing what I'm saying. Right. And I'm just like philosophizing, just going wild. And I'm like laughing, having the time of my life. And then I just think all of a sudden this thought pops into my head and you talk about a cosmic giggle. This is it. Right. Thought pops into my head and I go, you know, laughter is a lot like crying. And the second that clicked in, all of a sudden I just started bawling my eyes out. Right. And I realized why laughter is the best medicine because the universe source, whatever knew that people would omit crying. So it was like, all right, well, what's the sister to crying laughing? Because think about it. I laughed so hard. I cried. Like it's literally the same thing. It's like anxiety and excitement. It's the exact same thing, just with a different story attached to it. And that was huge for me, you know, and it just allowed me to process so much emotion that I hadn't been able to like, really it's like, you know, imagine if you have a stream, right? And that stream is flowing perfectly. And then you throw 18 boulders in the middle of it, right? The stream slows down, right? It's not flowing as well, right? And that is our chakra system. That is our energy. We are energy, right? So, so it's just been really interesting to me going through that and realizing that actually that which I avoided was the best and most potent medicine. And, you know, speaking of like medicines and things like that, 
you know, self-development is a medicine, right? But also I feel as though a lot of times people think of self-development as merely like what you do in a gym or like, you know, what you do in a plant medicine ceremony. And I like to expand that point of view and knowing you're an expert on self-development, you know, I'd love to talk about what you've seen the value of self-development for expanding your quality of life is. And you can also go into like some other ways that what self-development might look like, like, Hey, maybe self-development is like giving yourself a bath, right? Like it can be necessarily anything. I'd love to get in that mm. with you. <laughs> yeah. Self-development for me is self-care. Mm, yes. And what that is. And you just said, take it back. Yeah. Take it back. You know what I love to do? I love to go get pedicures. Yes. And I'll sit there and get your, get that foot massage going. You get those, like my toes right now are nice neon pink. And then that's oh, yeah. what is, and I, you know, I try to tell, Everyone that I encounter, they see my toes. And, uh, they're like, why'd you get your toes painted? I was like, why not? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, we're only here right now. I only got this moment. And you know what? Like, I began that as taking my girls on their birthdays to get pedicures. And it's just like, it's such a soothing, like relaxing. Like I take a good book in there and I just sit there and relax. Or sometimes I'll go in there and I'll have conversations with 56-year-old women. And they asked me the same thing. They're like, what are you doing here? Like, dude, you're this 40-year-old male. I was like, yeah, I know. It feels good. Why are you here? Like, <laughs> this is amazing. Yes. And so, and so self-development is self-care. And it's being open to what your body wants and needs. Mm. And there's so many times that a lot of us, or many of us that go into the self-development, self-care journey is we want to do all the things. And, you know, we're going to take the take the water in the morning with the citrus and the salt and then morning movement and morning meditation and, you know, breathing and there's, uh, read 10 pages a day of a certain book. And we try to do so much and take so much in and for me is what does your body need in that moment and being open to what your body needs in that moment. It may be movement. It may be water. It may be just an extra hour of sleep. Mm. And so, self-care and listening to that heart and be like, my body needs this. And this is what my body needs. And not beating yourself up about, oh, I didn't do all the checkbox morning routines <laughs> that you see on Instagram or different programs. It's like, no, I, I did what I needed to do for me. That is magical to me is because then you get to a place of, of integration and stabilization and you take everything in taking everything taking everything in and then you unplug you unplug from the matrix and you're in your own little world and you're like you know what this is exactly what i need mm. this is it well that's reading a good book well the other night it was 12 o'clock at night i just walked until four in the morning up and down the river here in reno just up and down <laughs> up and down and just listening to the water run that's what my body needed yeah and listening to your body. What did your body need at that time? That is self-development. You know what's so beautiful? Anyway. What, yeah, you know what's so beautiful what you just stated there, right? Is 
I see that as a perfectly balanced masculine and feminine, right? The masculine is saying, hey, I have a structure of sorts. I do something for myself every day. But the feminine says, I wait for what that is to figure out what it is. I don't tell myself, oh, I said I was going to meditate at 830. So even though right now I feel like I need to walk, nope, this is meditation time. That's where the masculine can run amok. And the feminine can run amok mm-hmm. by saying like, well, you know, I'll figure it out. And then you make no schedule about it. And then the time just passes, right? So I love that you brought that up because that is in living color, once again, leading by example into what the masculine and feminine can look like when they're balanced. Absolutely. Yeah. And so with that, you know, yeah. Is there a schedule? Absolutely. For a morning routine. Yes, there's a schedule. hundred percent. And within that schedule, there's that freedom to identify what the feminine wants, Mm. what the body wants. And when you're able to fully marry the masculine and feminine, then that is true masculinity. You're no longer wounded. You're an actual, you're actually coming from an embodied masculine force rather than being like, nope, if I don't do this morning routine for the next 40 days straight, then I failed. I failed myself. I failed everyone else. And then you start beating yourself up. And otherwise, you know, you just, get into this motion and this grit and get stuck in that quicksand or you can choose to dance with butterflies. <laughs> like guys, have you ever seen a monarch butterfly? It's rad as hell. You know, if I got to come back to I, something, I, it's going to be, it's going to be a monarch butterfly. Yeah I, you followed, know? yeah. I followed one the other day. I was like, Oh my God. I followed <laughs> it for a little bit. That's I awesome. Over a fence. I was like, all right, that's it. Can't go anymore. you know one of the things i wanted to chat with you about real quick is you know we talk about all these things right and we talk about self-development right and one of the things i found most valuable in a self-development paradigm is having a good support system knowing which people support you knowing who you want to spend your time with and so i'm curious to ask you like what do you feel the value of a good support system is and how might someone like distinguish who is worth or in discern who is worth spending time with, right? Maybe someone right now listening is going, you know, I love a lot of my friends, but they always make fun of me when I try to do self-development stuff. Right. And maybe having challenges with that. So I'd love if you could speak to that. Yeah. This one resonates deeply for me, right? Hmm. And it it resonates deeply for me because as I I've experienced it firsthand is as I've gone on my journey and gone through my journey, my support system has changed and like I had a, a solid, beautiful group of friends from high school and we were always together. We were raising families together. And as I went through divorce, I started going through and experiencing different plant medicines and self-development and emotional trauma healing. Uh, there's been a difference of opinions and a difference of ways. And so finding that support system and it's if you're open to receiving support that support system will find you and it's being honest with where you are and being clear with what your boundaries are and it comes back down to that metaphor of the oak tree being strong in your root strong in your core and you know who you are and what your values are and yet you have a nice big wide open canopy to then have everything move through you so i still have love for my support system and who they were. These were, you know, men in my wedding, high school friends. Like I grew up with them. I know them. I know their mothers, their fathers. And there's been such a shift for myself that my support has gone 
elsewhere and come from other sources. And it's come from sources of mentors and individuals that I've had very, you know, few interactions with. It's been with you, <laughs> with, with, yes. with Danny, with everyone that was at the Embody Men's Retreat mm. that Chris Marhefka hosted. Individuals in TCS, uh, individuals that I've mentored through TCS. That's my support system because I know from my heart space, I can fully open that canopy and fully share all my emotions and my vulnerabilities with them. And I will be heard, I'll be loved and supported. And there's no judgment tied to that. And so for me and for anyone out there to really look for support is really going inward first. And who are you? And what do you stand for? Mm. What are your values? How are you aligned with your values? And once you have that identified, once you have identified your strong core, your strong root, then you can fully open that canopy for others and ask for that support. So yeah, for me, that's that's support. And it's it's hard. Like as beautiful as this past, you know, year and a half, two years has been. Like I don't there's a strain on my relationship with my father and there's a, there's a misunderstanding and miscommunication and it's the energy that is received from him is something that I'm not okay with having in my life anymore. And so I'm strong enough in my root and my core to know and understand that at this time, at this juncture, I need to keep my canopy very open with him and have that energy just pass through and go through. And I still love him. I will always love him. He's my father. His projection onto me on how I should be is very different than what I am experiencing, how I am moving through life. And so it is having a strong enough core and root and knowing yourself fully, believing in yourself fully, that you are supported. And being able to put your feet on the ground and feel that energy of Mother Earth emanating up from the earth, emanating up through your feet and feeling that fully in your fingertips, going all the way up through your crown chakra and fully feeling that support of Mother Earth and everyone here on Mother Earth and all the bees, all the birds, all the trees, everything, we're all interconnected. We all are. We're all supported. So find that support of yourself first and that love of yourself first. And then the support of others will show up. I love that, man. You know, and you know, I'm uh, really close to Paul Check, and he speaks a lot about what you're talking to, right? Which is like the I, the we, and the all. Take care of your I first. Figure out who you are, what your values are, what you live for and die by, right? And then from there, you will know who to associate with as your we, right? Your tribe, your ride or die tribe. And then from there, you can feel supported in going out into the all and facing opposition because you remember who you are and you remember what you stand for and you know whether or not you're showing up fully as the person you're meant to be. And you're in accordance with the people you spend time with and that they're valuing your values, right? And they're valuing who you are and what you bring to the table. And you can all support one another in that. 
you know, the lead into this that I'm really curious of is why do you feel we are stronger together than separate? There's a beautiful book called Overstory, and it talks about trees and how they're all interconnected in the root mm. systems. Mycelium network. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And reading that book, it just continues to put the larger and larger focus on how we're all interconnected and we're stronger together than we are separate. This past February, there was a picture on Danny Rio's Instagram. And I was like, what? What is this? And I thought I was like tripping. I didn't know what it was. Because in that picture, Danny's down in Mexico. And right next to him is my heterosexual life partner, Jeff. And I'm like, wait a second. And so I just took a screenshot of it. And I sent it to Jeff. I was like, Jeff, how do you know Danny? He's like, <laughs> He's like, you know, Danny? And I was like, yeah, I know Danny. Like, he, like, man, I love that man. <laughs> and that right there like, just proves to me that we're all interconnected. And we're all mm. stronger together. And we all have connection. We all believe in connection and believe in community. and need and want community. You said earlier in this discussion, it's like we're more alike than we are different. We all want the same thing. We just want to be happy. We want to be loved. We want to feel community. And knowing that you're loved and supported and able to share your heart fully with the ones around you, that's, that's beautiful. Mm. I know from my experience, trying to operate as a lone wolf and trying to operate from a place of scarcity and now operating from a place of abundance and being able to share that with others and share my gift with others. A beautiful statement that I heard the other day was we all show up with gifts. So share those gifts. We all have gifts to share. So share those gifts. You know, the gift of gap, Ryan, the gift of gap, right? <laughs> Guilty is <as> charged. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You know, it's it's funny because I bring that up a lot. The whole idea that like we each have a unique set of fingerprints that will never walk the planet again. And so what is it about our unique set of fingerprints that we can use to help heal the world around us and leave the garden of earth greener than when we found it? And when I think of that, I think of some of the best teachers out there, which are children, right? And so I'm curious to you, what do you think some of the most potent lessons children can teach us are? Creativity and play. And my girls, their ability to just create and just want to go all in. They have an idea in their mind of what it is, like whether it's creating dollhouses out of boxes or uh, wanting to use a screw gun and make something out of wood. It's just them fully playing and fully taking everything in and just going. And it's not that idea of like, okay, it has to be perfect. It's like, this has to be perfect. For, for me to do it. How is it going to be received? They don't give a shit. They just got to do it. They don't, care. they don't care what it looks like. They just find something and they go and do it. If you look at a kid coloring, they just, they don't give a shit about lines. They just color. They just draw and they just create an experience. Whether that's walking, you know, on a curb and they think it's a balance beam. Or playing, you know, the floor is lava. They just play. And it's those little kid games. 
are playing up little seeds and their helicopter seeds and playing and experiencing all of that. It's the play and creativity that we lose. You said earlier, we're factory workers. We're taught to be factory workers. Mm-hmm. Ding. Oh, lunchtime. Lunchtime. Ding. Oh, got to go to the next class. Whereas kids, they just flow from one thing to the next. I love it. It's so beautiful. Because they'll be playing with one thing, playing with one thing, and then they're just done. And they're doing something else. You're like, wait, wait, you need to pick this up before you go on to the next thing. And it's like, no, don't go. Play. Experience. Make a mess. Continue to make a mess. Continue to find and create and look in, inside yourself where you fit into this world. You know, my daughter the other day took a log from outside and tied some yarn, yarn to it to make a cat scratch post. I don't know where she got that idea. <laughs> it was so it was so creative and thoughtful. Like she wanted to take care of her little cat. And I was like, well, we're not gonna spend, you know, sixty dollars on this cat scratch post, you know. So she found some yarn and a log and started making her own cat post. Like it was beautiful to see that and to support that as a father, as a parent. Like I have to continue to support that. And so that's what I love to do is support that play and creativity with others as well. Like, what can you do today, this week, to play? Go do something for yourself. Go get a pedicure. Take a bath. Go do a sensory deprivation tank. Take a walk without any devices. Go watch a movie. The other day, I watched Happy Gilmore on closed captioning. I laughed my ass off. I was just (laughs) reading it. I forgot how funny that damn movie was. (laughs) Kelly has the best laugh, too, for anyone listening. The it's best just, one. It's, it's just so like that play and creativity. Like we lose that. And once you find it, let's go. Let's play. Play it all out. Still yes. be a kid. Treat yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Life's short. You got to enjoy it, right? Like I feel like if there is a have to in the world, you have to have fun, right? Or you will yeah. then end up unfulfilled, right? If you're not mm-hmm. having that fun. And yeah. speaking of fulfillment, like what do you find right now in life is getting you the most excited and leading to the most fulfillment in your experience of life? Share my experience about being a father and my mm-hmm. story of my divorce, my story of co-parenting and supporting others um, right now as I'm a, I'm a facilitator uh, with Train Camp for the Soul and a mentor and just being witness to others and their experience as they move through the Train Camp for the Soul and their own journey and spreading that love and awareness and being a, being a beacon of vulnerability and sharing those vulnerabilities. And that is fulfilling for me. So. Showing up whole, showing up who I am fully and embodying that as well. Yeah. Love to love to talk with new people and, you know, work through their stories, Mm. whether they're, you know, soon to be fathers or, you know, divorce fathers, you know, anyone who's gone through a divorce or has experienced a divorce, or if you know someone who is going through divorce and how rocky that can be and how tenuous of a situation that can be, and how emotional that is for all parties involved, whether that's in-laws or friends, really just being able to hold a container of beautiful energy for individuals to talk about divorce and what that is, 
and how they're able to speak of that story and then move forward with that story. Mm. So that's beautifully said. And for anyone listening, Kelly is one of the best facilitators I have ever come into contact with. I mean, your ability uh, at training camp to be able to sense what someone's going through and give them exactly what they need in that time is just like I said, world-class, you know, and it's a gift, right? It's fully transparently a gift, right? Like not everyone that I've met by far has that capability, right? And could they? Maybe, right? Like I, I fully believe we can be whatever we want, but to get to that level, there's a certain amount of things one must go through to get to that, right? And it can either make or break you. And for you, it's clearly evident that it's made you who you are. And it's actually giving you more life rather than taking it away to embrace the things that have challenged you, to embrace the things you love, to embrace the people you love, to embrace fatherhood, to embrace divorce, to embrace all of these things is allowing you to be more of who you are. And that is the most beautiful thing that I feel we can watch as a human being is to watch someone else go through that and realize realize, oh, that person is me, right? What can I accept and move through and release for future generations to come so that I am not uploading my children and their children and their children with my trauma? It didn't start with you, but it can end with you. And that's something that I really fully am immersing myself into right now is Whatever arises, love that. If you show it love, once again, if you laugh at the devil, if you love the devil, he will run away, right? And most likely he will run away towards more love, <laughs> you know, and that's how leading by example, right? We talked about in the beginning, that's one of the best ways to do that. And I'm curious, man, where can people find you to learn from you, work with you? Do you have anything going on right now? Um, I believe I heard you were starting a podcast. I'd love to pitch that and uh, have the audience know what that's about, where they might be able to find it when it comes out, etc. Um, drop everything, bro. Tell us where we can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. So right now, Kelly.Justin on Instagram. That's the main focus right now. Got Calendly link set up. So if you want to set up a discovery call with me, please do. Uh, calendar is wide open. For you all beautiful souls. So hop on in. And obviously, if anyone has any questions, shoot me a DM or anything else. And then uh, next week, I don't know when this is going live, but next week on Thursday, the 17th, I'll be holding a Daring Dads uh, where I will go more in depth on my story of divorce and story of co-parenting and how I've been able to transform uh, my life and the mother of my children's life along with my, my girls and then yes you're correct ryan uh, the pinecone diaries will be coming out we're looking at an august 1st launch date for that uh, really just getting going on content for that getting the backlog going and that's going to be surrounding origin story what's your background what, what brought you here to this point in time anything at all experiences of your origin story into the self-development self-healing masculine feminine energy world so that is where you can find me that's beautiful man and i have one last question for you kelly if you're up for it what do you say Mm, absolutely hell yeah that was the answer i was hoping for so if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life what would kelly jostin suggest that change be close your eyes take a nice deep breath and listen to your heart Shut down that monkey mind of yours. Mm-hmm. Release that energy. 
Yawn, burp. Someone asks you a question. Go ahead, close those eyes. Nice deep breath. And listen to your heart. I love that. Spoken like a true spiritual gangster, my man. And, uh, you know, as Kelly was saying that I did that and I released some energy in a yawn, you know, and it's funny because, uh, especially with mushrooms and things like that, I used to always wonder, oh, it's a mushroom yawns again. Right. And I feel as though as a society, so many of us, myself included, I'll throw myself in that thing were for so long disconnected for, from what energy is right. And how it can manifest. And so just like Kelly said, you know, be aware of when you want to yawn, right? Don't hold it in. There's nothing to be ashamed about, about being tired, even if that's what the yawn is representing, right? A lot of times I'll yawn a lot in the morning, right? I'm moving a lot of energy through me, especially when I'm doing breath work. And so embrace that stuff, you know, uh, run towards it rather than away from it and allow it to embody you and fill you up with the love that is the entire universe. Guys, I first met Kelly at a men's retreat I attended last December and was immediately enamored by his warm smile, his big Buddha laugh, and his calm, cool, collected presence, which helped me countless times by acting as a mirror for the exact state of being I sought to achieve while going through some very challenging experiences. Kelly is a perfect representation of what can happen when we step up to the plate and do the work necessary to become the best versions of ourselves. And if you are currently looking to add color, vitality, and presence to your life, then waste no time in contacting Kelly to expand your experience of life today. And speaking of expanding our lives, my goal with this show is to help as many people step into the role of creator in their lives so they can expand their lives as far as humanly possible. And by sharing this show and leaving reviews on iTunes, you are helping to co-create that goal for me and the world at large, to which I am eternally grateful for. Kelly, thank you so much for stopping by to share your wisdom, your insights, and your love with us today. And until next time, my brother, journey well, be well. Much love over to you. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience 
develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.